Hello and welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. I myself am Ted Jones alongside via via screen screen recording. Peter Moran. Peter, how are you, brother? Hey, I'm I'm doing good. I was I was very unsure where you're going with that. I thought you were doing something like esteemed and you went with on the screen, like the screened or something like that. Oh. Um, either way, so either I'm way could have well, worked. But not as well. Well, okay, the esteemed yeah. Peter Moran live from Buffalo. And dude, okay, so I was searching right. I was searching Buffalo and I was gonna do like a little intro. I was like, oh, from Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, Peter Moran, because you're yeah, live yeah. from there. And then I myself, I'm in I Miami, am. so I'm live from Miami, but not Miami, Ohio. And I was looking mm. to see if there was another Buffalo in the world, and I do not believe there is. Yeah, there's, there is, uh, it's, it's weird to say. I'm in Miami, but not the Miami of Ohio. I think you're only supposed to clarify which Miami you're in if you're not in the Miami that you're. <laughs> same goes. Same goes for Paris, Paris, Texas, and uh, Buffalo. If it's outside New York, you don't need to. Or if it is New York, you don't need to clarify. It's the Buffalo. You know when people are like the Ohio State University. That's how I feel. <laughs> the Buffalo, upstate New York, dude. Okay, so when I did yeah. Google Buffalo um, just a few minutes ago, when I was doing my research. I see that you guys had a record daily snowfall. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? I thought you were going to talk about the record of the first team or the first Bills team in 25 years to win the AFC East division, but it's fine. Let's talk about, let's talk two about records. Instead. Please. <laughs> uh, it snowed a good amount. I actually took, took the vehicle out yesterday, went for a little drive, uh, went, it was, I was probably doing a nice 18 and a 45. That's the kind of snow situation we were dealing with. But honestly, no stranger to it. Most of my high school experience was like digging cars out of snow banks, et cetera, and then just fishtailing into the street. Okay. Um, are you seeing a lot of people making moves outside their house in the snow? Or for the most part in Buffalo, when it snows, people are inside? People are doing the same thing they would be. You're still walking your dog. You're still going whatever. Obviously, we got limited outdoor traffic in general right now. Uh, just because of the circumstances, but I don't think people are really turned off by it. Like you saying that this is a record is actually news to me because it was like a heavy snow, but I did not, I did not think, oh wow, this is unique. Well, they it said that on the on the report, right on the report, it said twelve to twenty inches. So what part? What do you what do you think you guys yeah. got where you're at? We probably got fourteen, I would say. So they're definitely places. Yeah, it was not like. Right. It's not light. It snowed a good amount, but I've seen seven feet. I've seen I've seen some things. Now, we had we had, a, we had a snow one October that like tore down all the trees. We had snow in July one year. We've had like this a, a little white Christmas. This is just like you know, this is just a, a lark. Now let let me ask you this: When it does rain, uh, excuse me, when it does snow heavily, are you the snowplower? Do you have to get out there with your shovels, or is it like you and your bros, like no matter what? I have a lot of brothers, so we get to delegate, but there's a point, there's a point in time where I had to grab the snow blower out, get it going, scrape the ice out. I put in, a, I put in my time digging the snow. That's for sure. Now it's like, I still have to spend 30 minutes trying to get the car out ready to go, trying to, trying to brush it off, trying to dig it out, trying to dig the tires out. Like that's just like, you know, that's just part of getting around right is now. Is that like, is that a little bit of cardio or what? It, it it's something <laughs> it's the reason my back hurts today i think it's that <laughs> interesting but it's not it's you know it's a it's a lot of effort 
Um, there were no Ubers yesterday either. So I guess, I guess, I guess things were more than just like your standard amount of snow. Like we were shut down a little bit. Right. Um, so I, I myself being in Miami, Florida, I'm noticing that it's very different than the up north, you know, snow situation that you've got up there in is Buffalo it, and it in New York. It is, it is um, definitely a little bit different down here. So, dude, nobody really wearing masks. Now, I don't want to say that it's because it's Florida, but, or maybe it's because people have like a, a lot more space to walk around, walk about. People feel more comfortable in the warmth it feels like miami has the new york city summer vibe just all year round you know people are loud outside and partying it it sounds like all at all times of the day are you are you raging out there no i'm definitely not i had heard that there are like everything closes at 12 here like 12 a.m there's a curfew but I have heard yeah. that there are like the plug if you want to go to like after hours party and such. But like I'm I'm really not down to do that, dude. Yeah, Miami seems like a like a sketchy place to be. You know, I don't I'm seeing I'm seeing fewer uh masks because of the space in the suburbs, but like anyone goes anywhere, like they're they're wearing it. No, they're, for they're sure. Covering up. For sure. Uh, people down here in uh Florida, I guess especially now since it's post Christmas, people are looking for a good time. I actually was on the street i walked out of the apartment building where i'm staying and the guy was like yo yo my G, you got any fish and i was like fish he's like yeah bro the blow and i was like oh my god that so that's what they mean when you know in in <laughs> rap songs when they reference fish scales they're talking about cocaine like a blow fish did you did you catch that I didn't know fish scales. I've I've never heard that. Can you give me can absolutely you give me a reference? Sure. Okay. So in Amigos song, he goes, "Big scale, fish scales, big scale, mm. big weight, iceberg, ice tray, ice tray." <laughs> do you do you do you ever hear that? You know what I'm talking about. Now? I remember that. I I remember that now. Yeah, I I remember that. Is that in the song Stir Fry? <laughs> it is in the song stir fry thank oh, you yeah, so you, much for freaking getting that song for me i was just <laughs> quoting migos with no song <laughs> i would have if you had let me know ahead of time i would have given you the, the <laughs> instead of just writing yeah. florida lingo on the script <laughs> so so what's the deal did you have any scales for him i did, did not any? have any um blo- oh dude it was also like 10 45 in the morning I was like, no, man, I'm just sticking to the green. He said, like, I know, but you got to get both. I was like, all right, touche. But I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a cocaine guy, as, we, as you and I have discussed yeah. uh, previously. He wasn't, even, he wasn't even trying to get any from you. He just like, was looking out for you. He's just like, yeah, no, I know what your thing is, but like, you need to get involved. Yes, <laughs> like, I, th- I, think that, I think that he was just looking out uh, for the both of, both of us. But anyway, like Miami is New York City in the summer, just all year round. Like, dude, sometimes... In the middle of the night, it doesn't matter Tuesday or Wednesday. I live on like a pretty busy street. Have you been to Miami before? I have not. So I live on Collins, which is basically like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a main thoroughfare street that like people will go up and down in terms of like a lot of hotels are on Collins because it's like a block away from the beach. So like people so like roll, place. yeah, so people roll down Collins avenue in there you know drop top convertibles blasting music trying to show off or or whatever the situation it's like a big flashy place that like miami people can kind of show off their 
whatever it is, celebrity status in a drop top convertible or how many bottles they're going to buy at the nearest reference. hotel or what? Another Migos reference for you. What yeah. You been, is that what you've been listening to? I mean, dude, I, you know, I down here. So I guess if you're asking if I've been listening to Migos, of course, but it's been a good amount of running on the beach. Uh, dude, they have a muscle beach down here too. So best believe I'm getting my pump on outside. Yeah. I thought I saw something on online involving you flexing uh, in recent, oh, recent times. You must have. Yeah. You must have. Yeah. The biceps are popping out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. You adapted to uh, Miami culture quickly. <laughs> Dude. So what did you get for Christmas? Anything exciting? Well, uh, I don't know. This is, this is audio only, but I want the listeners to know that I'm wearing a Nike hoodie right now. Please and, show it off uh, for every, no, 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 for people who are potentially watching if we decide to put this up on YouTube. Wow. Oh, dude, who are you, Kyrie Irving? That's fancy. That's, that's, what I, that's a great reference. For those of you who can't see it, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. It's like, I look like him, exactly. Yes. Uh, but a little bit cooler. So I'm wearing that. I've got gray sweats on, which is just another you know, an, another pickup, which here, here's the thing about it. So it's, I'm in a bit of a, you know, you know, we're in that lull week, the week between Christmas and new year's right now where nothing's happening. So I get a nice cozy uh, sweat outfit going on and I'm just throwing it on. And then, you know, seven days go by and I haven't changed and no longer, I don't have the excitement to put it on and to look cool and to show off to my friends anymore. I've already spent seven days just like turtling inside of it. So I'm really blowing through a great outfit right now. So do you feel like a kid in a sense, like in terms of waiting to show off your cool gear? That's where, that's where I want to be. That's what the Christmas spirit is to me. <laughs> it's coming out guys. I can't wait to show you. I did say, um, I saw a couple of my friends yesterday. I said, everyone needs to wear their Christmas clothes. Oh, nice. Go out and see each other. I don't think they did. I think I was the only one wearing the new thing. But yeah. Where did you guys go? Was apparel. Where'd you go? I uh, just, there's nowhere to go. Just went to a uh, friend's place. You guys just like, did you like hot box in your own separate cars? <laughs> no, um, we, I, I met with like uh, two or three of my guys. I spent, I spent probably 10 days uh, just pure quarantine here. So I'm, it's, it's so, it's so funny because in New York, it's like, yeah, I get out, I walk around, I come over to the studio, we do this, but having just being in like a two story home, like a suburban home, I could spend two weeks and never go outside and I'd be fine. Right. I mean, because like when you're in the suburbs, you go to the grocery store, get your food. And then unless you're really venturing out to like another store to, I guess, spend money, you're not really doing so much bouncing around. Right. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I'm just I'm only leaving my house to get rid of get rid of money. That's, so that's the, the beautiful thing about Miami and I suggest you visit and anyone who's visited, I'm sure that they know is the weather for sure. And I think I'm, I'm by myself down here in this this, oh, apart solo? this apartment. Well, yes. So my dad uh, lives down here and has an apartment uh, within like, I guess a mile and a half from here. But I'm, I'm down here and I feel like a kid. I feel like a grown kid, you know, in terms of moving around, going, getting my coffee, getting a workout in. Everything is just very, uh, I feel very independent. Because when I'm in New York, dude, I'm within a mile from my mom. I'm close to my sisters. I see all my friends, but yeah. down here I feel alone. Wait, wait, so you feel more like a kid alone? I feel like, like, like a grown adult kid. I feel like th I'm more vulnerable right now. Yes. Mm. 
I feel like you've got the perfect setup. You're there. You're you got the place to yourself. You're out in Miami. You beautiful weather. You have nothing going on. You have no obligations. No one telling you what to do. You're kind of living the dream right now. If you could just like, if it were a time at which you could be more social, which honestly, I'm not suggesting you do this, but doesn't seem like people really care out there right I, I honestly where the girls at i mean show me a negative test and uh we'll hang out you know what i'm saying but that's i for saying. the most part that's what i'm saying i'm <laughs> for the most part i'm uh I, i'm moving solo but i i definitely don't want to be caught up in making any like silly mistakes like immature mistakes going out to a bar not yeah. wearing a mask and i i think yeah, that i'm good. at i'm at a good age where um I'm, I'm, I don't have the negative influences around me that maybe I would have two or three years ago. So I'm not making any big mistakes. Mm. You Tell know me about the negative influence. That's what I want to hear about. Okay. So I, you know, I was saying that there is a possibility to potentially be going out like late hours or after hours. Right. I would say that like when I used to be going out more instead of hanging out and not going out, I would be pulled in directions where I, I don't know, wouldn't be safe. You know what I'm saying? Like no mask or getting in trouble with the law or whatever, whatever, whatever that entails, you know, just having negative influences. Yeah. yeah. But, but are these people, are these, these and potentially, but not really Drop some names on the air. I don't think, I don't think that there's actually like people in general, but there's definitely like, uh, like a group of a group of anyone who would potentially want to come down to Miami and party, which I understand. Oh, know, yeah. uh, it, it being totally. the lull between Christmas and New Year's, people are making a lot of mistakes and such. Are there any big mistakes that you've made as a oh, kid yeah. that you have regretted or that you've learned from? Give me, give me an age frame. I, are we talking adolescent uh, mistakes? Are we talking like I'm eight years old riding my bike into into the street i would i would like to hear your biggest mistake as a child but if you feel that there's something more appropriate that has happened within the last 10 years that has shaped you <laughs> i think that that's more an of appropriate topic okay okay uh actually this is the, the biggest scare that's what i'll say the biggest scare i had when i was a kid was i was probably nine years old or something and mm, i'm nine is generous maybe i was eight and uh, we're playing, we're playing uh, baseball in my friend's backyard, big gated backyard. They got a dog, everything. It's cool. And I don't know what my deal was on why I wanted to leave this way, but I was making like a big scene leaving. Like I opened the gate, I'm waving goodbye. I'm doing like, I'm bowing. I'm like singing a farewell song, whatever. And everyone's like screaming at me. And I don't know why they're screaming at me. They're freaking out. But the dog busts right through the open gate off the leash and it's gone. And that's obviously why they're young. So I lost my friend's dog. <laughs> And there was like, it was probably like a five minute, like, or not five minute, like a five minute drive distance where they ended up finding the dog, but it uh. took probably two hours. I'm just freaking out. There's nothing I can do. I totally botched it. I lost this family's dog. And it's not just like breaking a friend's toy or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's a live thing, but also, <laughs> but also like the parents are upset. They, <laughs> this is their dog too. And they ultimately found it, which was a massive, massive relief because I was ruined. But that was definitely the biggest, like, I'm screwed here. I well, what do you think? Okay, no, well, that, no let me, intent. so then let me ask you this. Do you think that that was an avoidable mistake? 
Oh yeah, if I were just listening when everyone was yelling, <laughs> I was doing my like grand farewell. I could have easily just closed it. Like it was just a very, um, you know, like spacey classic hit. It's it's funny because that's like totally who I am now. Like if I make a mistake, it's gonna be because I'm not paying attention or something obvious just slipped by me. But it was like an acceptable nine year old mistake, you know, like oh, I'm just being goofy. I don't know what's going on. The dog. <sighs> no, that could, that could, that could be a good one in terms of uh. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't really know if I've had um, as big a mistake. Well, I, I talked about this previously on the podcast, a bigger mistake than like when I lied about being mugged. I still feel bad about that. I've told you about that, right? I don't think you have. Okay, so I've, I've told this story uh, a couple of times, but basically I was late to, to going to a tutor at my house, like the assistant principal kept mm. me in the office super late and she was always super mean. So I was like yeah. already upset when I was going to my tutor. So like as I was rounding the corner and about to be at my house in, in New York City, at my apartment, my tutor was waiting outside and she saw me crying and she was like, what's wrong? And I just like decided to be dramatic. I was like, I got mugged. And then the whole school got involved, all the, all the teachers, all the parents. And then there were like codes and in, strict enforcements made. And then I didn't tell the truth about that dude until I graduated college. Wow. I told my parents about wow. it. Wow. Like, this is probably like 12 years after it happened. Wait, wait, wait. So how old were you when you said it had happened? When I lied about it? Yeah. It was probably... 11 or 12 when i lied wow. about it yeah wow that was oh, one of that was that was like the that was the worst lie i think i've ever told probably yeah that's pretty significant yeah you carried that weight dude i <laughs> also like for a decade yeah dude like i i stopped lying once i admitted from that once i admitted that lie that was like one of the one of the final lies i think i told like there have obviously been white lies here and there but like that was yeah. that was the bot that was the baseline. It doesn't get any lower than that. So you're you're an honest man in general. That I would, you, you were scarred. Yes. I would I would like to think that. And dude, that's funny you mentioned that. So I bought a CD from a guy out on the street mm -hmm. the other day for the first time ever. And yeah. he was like, Man, you were an honest scholar. But I was like, bro, tell me about your music. <laughs> tell me about this and that. Just cause this guy, oh. like, I was walking towards him. I was it was probably just him and I on the street. I was like 50 feet away. He started walking towards me. He was like, what's up, big boss? I'm like, tell me what's popping, what's good? And I was like, all right, I like this guy's energy. Like, I'll, I'll start talking to him. I was like, what's up, man? He was like, yo, like, can you buy my CD? I was like, dude, I don't have any cash. He was like, well, you mind like cash apping me? I was like, all right, you know what? Sure. This guy's grinding out here, trying to sell CDs. His name is Heat something, and his name's Christopher Foster. And I have his, I have his album uh but I, I forget his name but dude when he becomes famous peter uh yeah. we yeah, will know you know there's something about having pe people like that i've got i i picked up a couple like uh uh venice uh boardwalk cds in my days and oh you have I picked up a couple of those my uh my next door neighbor was like a SoundCloud rapper when I lived out there. And actually I still keep up with him on Instagram every once in a while. And the dude, he actually like, he makes good music, which is a very different story from when I had to listen to it every single day when he was my next door neighbor, he was trash, but it's actually, he's actually grown. What kind of, uh, what kind of music is it? He's a, he's a rapper. His name is triple M 
check him out on uh, Spotify, Money Moo. Maybe, dude, this maybe the, we'll also have him on the pod eventually. Can I, here, Here's the thing about Money Moo. If you're listening, I should have asked you this in person. He goes by Triple M, a.k.a. Money Moo. That's two M's. Dude, Money Moo is two M. It's double right. M. Maybe, maybe double M was taken or something, but, but why are you calling yourself Triple M when there's two M's? Well, M&M definitely taken. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, M&M. Triple M, Money Moe. And he, Money Moo, and he uh-huh. does, he, M-U, not like the cow, but he does, uh, that's like his ad lib and all his raps too. He'll be like, Triple M, Triple M. But he's not. It's just two M's. So other than other than his um, arithmetic, no, uh, de- decent rapper, decent music. Well, you uh, know what, rapper rappers do do like kind of, um, I guess, unconventional stuff like that with their names that do end up working sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I it, it sticks with me because it drives me insane. So maybe there is something to that. Maybe I should be like Peter Moran, P squared. And people just have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's what keeps them coming. Well, sound, SoundCloud rappers also are, like, yeah, they're like a they're like a different breed. They're re- they're hot right now, and they have like their own kind of wave, you know. Yeah. Well, I say SoundCloud. He's on Spotify now. You guys should go get those listens up. Maybe maybe there's a song I haven't listened to yet where he reveals a secret. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? And also, dude, when I'm down here, sorry, I don't mean to keep bragging about myself, but I forgot. <laughs> I I I know I know some Worth Spanish. It. I took up to Spanish okay. four in high school, so I get I can get I can get by down here speaking a little bit, which it, which I forget, and it's nice. You know what I'm saying? It, it it I do know what you're saying. And if you'd said that in Spanish, I kind of a little bit would have still known what you were saying. See, <laughs> si, conoces, feeling, isn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly, precisely. <laughs> no, okay, every, so go ahead. Around when you have to dust it off, it's it's a cool feeling. We're like, oh yeah, I actually have that knowledge. That's actually something I learned in school is actually useful. Like ordering in a, in a restaurant, being like, or, or pronouncing the dishes correctly. I think that's one of the more useful, Ooh, I, one of the more useful places to speak another I don't language. know if you can do that. I don't know if you can pronounce it correctly and not look bad. No matter how perfectly, unless you're Alex Trebek, you cannot, RIP, you cannot just be pronouncing foreign words perfectly with your voice, your accent. Dude, me, you mean me? Douchey. Yeah, well, no, I, I think that I think that kind of when you uh, fade away from saying something in Spanish, you do sound like it. Like, it, like, dude, when I say, how are you? I'm like, como esta? Like, como esta? Como esta? You know, like that sounds like how you do it. You know what I mean? In yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is better than just being like, yeah, I'll have the fajitas. <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about restaurants, how long... Do you think it's okay? So let's say you're going to dinner. This is, you know, you're being safe. You know where these particular people have been. You're going to uh, dinner outside with four of your friends and three of them show up. How long dinner is at eight. The fourth person is late. How long is acceptable for the three people to wait for that fourth person before they order their freaking food or drinks? I, I say you order... In, after maybe like five minutes, it's saying five. If you show up at the same time and you're waiting. For someone, I say very quickly, you get into it. If they show up late, that's on them. If there's a text, hey, I'm running late. This is going on. A text with a specific ETA, specific time frame. Sure, you can come in when you get in. If it's like 15 minutes, sure, whatever. We'll wait for you because it's dinner. You can be casual, get a drink, hang out, wait beforehand. 
But if you're just like absent after five, 10 minutes and it's a large group, we're ordering. You show up late, you eat late. That's the deal. Like, why should we suffer the consequences of your tardy, tardiness? I'd say especially beforehand if you don't let them know. I'd, I'd say without them letting, letting us know, us three people know, it should be a 10-minute rule before they start ordering whatever. 10 minutes. 10 minutes before drinks and then maybe 15 minutes before food if we could put a limit on it. I say the drinks come out immediately. If you don't show up on time, then whatever. And maybe we adjust the period of time we're nursing those before ordering if we're obliging your lateness. But nah, if you, you I'm a big punctuality guy. Yeah, I, just, I agree. Yeah, that's just my deal. And I understand things happen, especially New York public transportation. Send a text, whatever. Yeah, I'll give you 10 minutes. This but, is actually like the end yeah. of the world. It's not no. the end of the world. We wait a little bit. You order a little late. That's fine. But you should be the one suffering, not us. This is uh, an interesting topic. Uh, let us know if you guys have an other opinion on this, but I guess we'll, we'll chalk it up at 10 minutes for ordering drinks and then 15 minutes for ordering food if you didn't let us know that you were going to be late ahead of time. And that is uh, at Ted Jones, excuse me, Ted Jones World at gmail.com. We're getting listener emails and topics uh, all the time. So let us know if you guys want us to talk about anything in particular. Well, someone does actually. I'm glad you oh, brought you, it up. We have oh, you you have a listener uh, email. Oh yes. Oh, do I ever? Oh, gorgeous. Okay, okay cool. Then let's um let's talk about that and get that uh, as the last topic here on uh, this year episode. Yeah, I think we got like ten minutes. To get yeah, to, we yeah, got, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. This is this is pretty simply titled. How do you sure. make friends? Jesse asks. He says, "I'm a 20 year old guy. I meet plenty of guys that seem cool, but I don't know how to befriend them." Is it weird to ask a guy to hang out one-on-one? -on -one? What are the rules? Uh, we're talking, didn't give us a, a, too much on this, on this email, but it sounds like a guy that is looking to hone in on the boys. He's not trying to, he's not trying to just like be around a ton of guys. I think he's, he's 20. He's probably in college. Okay. So I'm talking a guy that wants to, he wants to pluck, he wants to pluck his platonic mates, sure. pull them aside and bolster the relationship. What do you think? Okay. Um, I think that Jesse, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening. I don't know who you like better, uh, me or Peter, but either way, uh, um, I think they that one, one and befriend them. Yes, bro. So once you, dude, I kind of did this with you. So I think that if you find someone who you deem like a cool guy, I think like first off, a feeler text to the guy is definitely necessary and a good way to find out where their head's at. In terms of if you want to be boys with them, like, yo, what are you up to? I'd say that's a first good, clean intro text. Chances are that person would be like, yo, I'm just chilling. What are you up to, man? And then, you know, the text comes back to Jesse. I'm just kicking it, dude. What are you doing? You want to grab dinner tonight? And yeah. that oh. for the, yeah, that's like a, that's a big first move. But I think that yeah. going to dinner is a good way to, get to know your bro counterpart. And also it's not like you're going to be going on a date where you're like, Oh shit. Like, do I have to pay for this whole meal? Like how many drinks are going to happen? Right. Like, you can evenly feel good about splitting the meal with your bro potential counterpart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't have to worry about the tab. I guess there could be a situation which you're like, Oh, if we're going to split this down the middle to not be weird, I want to like match the amount I'm ordering, but I don't know. This is, mm -hmm. This is kind of an interesting one. You saying the dinner, I would never, I have to say, I would never have the guts to just be like, dude, 
what's up let's get dinner with someone that like say i bumped into him at a, at a party or two some like large group i would never be like to. i would maybe maybe like this is the most like stereotypical bro thing like let's catch the game i could i could maybe in that sort of situation be like oh, i'm going to so-and-so to watch the, the game oh or whatever is going on the thing um that's relevant if you want to hang out there i'm gonna be at this place you should come through i don't know but if i i don't think i ever have and I'm not sure if I ever would be like, dude, let's, uh, let's go get dinner tomorrow. You know what? I, I'm looking back on and saying this. I think that that is a, <laughs> that is a bold move to ask uh, to have dinner with someone. But I kind of don't know what else you do in terms of like initially first meeting a bro. I think that you really, mm-hmm. you really need to glow confidence when you're, asked, when, you're hang, when you're trying to hang out with a bro and trying to make a new friend. That's true. And, and I will say you're, you're, you're totally right. It's like, I, yeah, it is a bold move to make the dinner, but like, what, what else are, are you going to do? Unless there's a thing like, all right, we're, we're hopping on this podcast. We're doing a thing. Most people don't have a thing that like, yeah, we should, we should work on this. We should do this together. If you're not meeting someone through a common interest. So if you're just trying to, yeah, if you're just trying to hang out and get to know your boy a little bit more, I guess I'm, I'm with it. I don't, I think this is the move. I think if you find a guy, I'm imagining these are people you like, you know, you've had brief conversations that were interrupted because of larger group settings. Sure. Something like that. You got the number, whatever. Yeah, casually, what's going on? Like you said, I kind of like your, your approach. What's going on? Phrase it in a, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing. Or I love going to this place. You should come by. It's dope. Something like that. I'm on I, board I'd with. say lean, you got to lean on the side of being extremely loose. Like this is this is different yeah. than trying to like pick up a girl and be like, I'm a dominant assertive man. This is what we should do. You want to come yeah. with me? Being like with a man, like yo, four O's, yo, like what's good? Want to get a drink? Yeah. Want to catch the game at the bar? Like you said, extremely loose. Yeah, yeah. Just do something really, really, really stereotypically like anything guys would do in a 1995 sitcom. That's your move. <laughs> that's what you're for. <laughs> I agree. I, I, we're I, having wings. Yeah, you know, I also think that that is a good way to do it. Just be confident. More so, more so when you're hanging out with your bros, you need to show more like confidence in terms of, um, you know, what what you can offer to the friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to lock down. You, you're like like people always think uh, like wingman. You got to lock down the wingman in this situation. So anytime you go into the social situation, whether you're trying to you're trying to meet more boys or you're, you're trying to meet uh, a significant other, anything you're doing. Like if you have that one fallback person, that one person you can go regroup, strategize with. So find your guy in the creepiest way possible, hone in, <laughs> stalk him out, find him, befriend him, use him to grow your network. Next thing you know, you just got, uh, you know, more friends than you can even keep track of. And I think the golden rule would be if you and this person have topics that interest both of you i'd say definitely go for the friendship go for it yeah dude. it's also you know it's not a it's not a partner he can have other friends too so there's no pressure on this situation it's exactly and it and it's not it's not like you need to only hang out with this one person for the rest of your life so you definitely have leniency here yeah and then maybe make them the benefactor of your life insurance policy <laughs> that could be true if also if he is your only significant other. So I think we, I think we answered that question, Peter. What do you think? 
I, I like it. I think go for it. I would love to hear how it goes, Jesse, by the way. I would love for you to write us back. Send us like a cute picture of you and your, your boy after that. And Please and, let uh, us know. You guys just living, living at large together. I think uh, that yeah. also like during uh, COVID, it's a tough time to meet new people. Maybe feel him out with a follow on Instagram, a like of a picture or two, a comment here. If you see his mm. comment on, an, on a mutual person's uh, Instagram, you can like his comment. Or if you see he likes Bleacher Report, you know, maybe send him yeah. a, a meme. <laughs> That's actually maybe more bold than asking for a first drink, sending a meme, you know? Send, or even just responding to a story. It really is the same. If okay. you're trying to make a friend or you're trying to meet a girl, it's the same deal. A little fire emoji on the Instagram story is the answer. I think that's what it is, no matter what. I think <laughs> also a few hundred, hundred, hundred. I've had I've had a blossoming friendship with this kid uh who I met through my ex like my ex-girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend used to be really good friends so we had met a couple times when i was like at her house or and he was there and then i think we started to become kind of closer when we had seen each other out and we both broke up with the 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 girlfriends so we were like oh yeah man we gotta chill we gotta whatever like we've been friends on instagram and i see that like he likes to have a good time so i'll throw a fire emoji on one of his pictures as you'd say that's the move and he likes that too. And then, dude, like you said, if I was, I was, or you, I don't know if you said this on the recording, but I was flexing my bicep in my Instagram stories. So he liked that too. He sent me a fire emoji and I always appreciate oh, oh, yeah. when bros comment on the physique, you know? Bros guessing other bros up. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, send in your emails. This is the, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll uh, fix your life. At jonesworld at gmail.com. So, Peter, before we wrap it up today, it is uh, pre-New Year's, and I guess I would like to ask you, what is your plan, if you have one, for the year? Not for for actually 2021. (laughs) We'll get deeper and into that, but for New Year's Eve in Buffalo. You know, I'm I'm keeping the circle pretty tight unfortunately but it's got to be the case so i'm probably rounding up about two or three people going to one of their places because you can't go anywhere else i think it'll actually be great if i do something like that small circle little group of boys because uh probably on the first or second i'm i'm shipping off to new york to quarantine by myself for a bit anyway so you know i'm ready to just get yeah get a small group together kick off kick off the year right like i know everyone yeah, 2020 was horrible. It's not going to immediately change in 2021, but maybe it will. And that's what I'm excited to see. Maybe oh my God. We'll turn midnight and we'll all just be like, wait, <laughs> just kidding. Things Bro, are you know, that's why I started DMing you, your positivity. It's great. It's really beautiful. And dude, also, uh-huh. seriously, I want to take this time to, uh, I guess, compliment you on the live sound waves. I love the, uh, the dynamic you've brought to the podcast, the ideas you've been floating around creativity it's just been beautiful man it's only been a, it's only been positive hey i appreciate that that's <laughs> I, you're a very positive person yourself you know it takes one to know one i'm flattered that you found that because you know i fell into a little boy, bit of sad boy twitter for a moment there for the likes so i'm i'm happy you saw the positivity despite that and uh you know we heard your Starbucks story. We know what kind of a guy you are. Like, Dude, the- I think that, you know, you're talking about that. I guess we'll wrap it up here uh, talking about this topic. But 
you're when you talk about the sad boy Twitter, and I think there is a little bit of a sad boy TikTok as well. You know what I mean? Where people get into the realm of likes and views and see that there is a large market. I don't want to say, maybe I can say market for that content. And people really do live a lot in that content. And it's hard to get out of that. You know, like you're saying, like you get stuck in the sad boy Twitter, you kind of think of, okay, what can I think about today? That's like dark yet humorous yet people who are depressed might get, you know what I mean? Right. It is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's an easy trap to fall into and you think you're just joking, but it can actually, you, you can actually like start to embrace that. And so I had a little bit of a negative tweet this morning and I was removed enough from the situation to laugh at. So there's a line. Yeah. I don't mind self-deprecating or darker humor or whatever, but like if you really get into it, especially whenever and it's just quarantined alone for most of this year, you can definitely fall into that trap. And uh, 2021, all positivity. I'm only like the only thing I even want to address about the Rona in 2021 is that like, Oh yeah, it's coming to an end. Aren't things going to be great. I'm like blind optimism in 2021. That's the move. It's definitely a balance. And one of my friends, actually one of my friend's grandmas is scheduled to get the vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, or one of the, one of the coronavirus vaccines in the middle of January. So People close to you should be starting to have the option to take the vaccine soon, man. So it looks like we are yeah. getting to the tail end of this, no? Hopefully. I think I think we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah. I think flipping the calendar is going to solidify that a little bit. It's I'm I'm excited. I am. Absolutely. Peter Moran, thank you so much. Episode 78, live from Buffalo, New York, and Miami, Florida. Uh, Peter, we'll see you. Are we going to see you before the new year? I think that we actually might see you before the new year, hopefully. I think you will. I think you'll get one more 2020, Peter. Okay. Hopefully uh, that will be the case. Peter Moran, Ted Jones here. Uh, Again, send in your emails, tedjonesworld at gmail.com, and we just might pick your little topic of conversation. Peter, I'll talk to you soon, sir. See ya. Peace.